What happens at laser tag never stays at laser tag. Laser. Laser unfocused tag talk. Laser unfocused tag talk. I feel like you could be like in Ghostbusters or something. Like oh my god, you have got some stories. Let's talk about laser tag. Who knew you were a laser tag legend? Time to get laser unfocused. Tag talk with Tivia. Welcome to Laser Unfocused Tag Talk. Hi, I'm Tivia. Whether it's chatting on their podcast or streaming for 24 hours straight, the hosts of the Resupply Podcast are three guys who love to talk laser tag as much as I do. My guests today are from the Resupply Podcast. You'll recognize them as the hosts, Steve-O, better known as uh, Guy Next Door. I've got DK and Than with me, and I thank you guys for all being here from across the different time zones that we're joining each other. <laughs> Thanks for joining me here today to talk a little bit of laser tag. No worries at all. Looking right. forward to it. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> I'd love for you each to just introduce yourselves and give me a little bit of your laser tag background. So maybe we round robin this. Who wants I mean, to start? I'll go first because 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 I'm the oldest. So you know. Oh yeah, we're gonna be here all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's I'll try to make it brief, even though we know I never shut up once I actually start talking. That's a that's a problem. Um so my Code name is um, Old Man Than because I never say the full thing because it's too many syllables and I stutter and it sucks. Um, I've been playing laser tag since 1995 was when I played my first game of of Qzar back in um, Sacramento. It was the the original Arden location was the very first place I ever played laser tag at. And Where's that was Arden. Cool. It's 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 in it's in Sacramento. It's not important. in the Sacramento area. Oh, okay, it's, okay, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's totally not 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 Jermaine. And thanks for knocking me off stride, bro. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I know you're you're great at it. So yeah, played 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 a couple of games of QZR in '95, but at the time, you know, was that was a sophomore in high school, and you know did not have a car and didn't have much money and you know trying to do that was not really a thing um and didn't really play a lot just start, really didn't really start playing tag until late february of 97 when the original laser force in sacramento opened they had opened in early february 97 um found it due to a newspaper article with some of my friends in late 97 and um yeah, that was kind of all kind of all she wrote on that. Um, throughout the years, I've I've you know played various uh, other systems at various times for you know like you know, tr just travel play play a few games at various sites, you know Zone, Quest, QZAR, all the biggies. Um, but Force has definitely been the thing that I have you know been focused on somewhere over like five thousand games since that late february 97 start yeah you should get a hobby i should <laughs> i really should <laughs> well, i like the hobby he picked yeah me too <laughs> so what what's your story then me yeah you <laughs> oh, okay um so i'm i'm steve aka guy next door i've been playing uh I'm, I'm i guess i'm the baby of the group <laughs> the youngest hansen of the three if you will um <laughs> i've been i've been playing since uh uh 
2000, I think, is when I joined Laser Force. And we, we in Auckland and here in New Zealand, um, we were pretty uh, hard up for choices for tag systems, um, to, at least to my knowledge. I think uh, we had, I grew up in the, the country initially, so we had no laser tag in the country, um, you know, unless you can't. Oh, actually, we had, uh, do you remember the lock-on home system? It was like a, you wore a headband and it had like a uh, Super Saiyan-esque eye thing that, that covered your eye and you run around the backyard with a with a phaser and um the the eye thing would tell you how many lives you had well, we used to we we used to play that i used to play with my siblings running around the driveway it wasn't quite as good <laughs> but it was still pretty fun yeah <laughs> um but we were pretty starved for for tag when i eventually moved to the city um and uh so my closest um, system was force laser force um which opened i think in 2000 started 2000 um and i happened to go down like a month or so after it, it uh, opened and loved it absolutely loved it but um yeah never really wet my whistle with uh, any of the other systems i think we had I see that eyebrow. Oh, we had uh, we had zone, <laughs> we had zone, and I think we had strike, uh, and that was maybe the three. I don't yeah. recall any others, but yeah, you um, mean Delta Strike? I, I think so. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's the expert here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. It, it could was have been phaser strike. It could have been laser strike. I'm just assuming well, it was Delta Strike. It okay. Was... Well, so I. It was Delta Strike. We had no, we had Laser Strike. It was a Laser Strike uh, in the in the city, um, in the seedy part of the city too. Uh, they, there's a, a famous road here called Karangahape Road or K Road for short, um, and it's essentially Auckland's red light district. But they also had Laser Strike for some reason. Um, just you know, family friendly. <laughs> well, um, they got to have somewhere to leave the kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> uh but yeah that's kind of i guess my very brief history with uh with tag um yeah yeah, oh, yeah. very good and what about our middle hansen dk <laughs> <laughs> how'd you get involved <laughs> uh well i'm death knight dk for short um because i've always kept the same code name like we did back in the day not like these newfangled kids are changing their names damn youths <laughs> Uh, much like Than, I started um, in 1997, a few months behind him. Um, I got my membership in July of 1997 at the Sacramento Laser Force. Um, joined my first league that fall, I think, and pretty much never looked back. And I've had lots of adventures, some of them with these two lovely gentlemen over the years. Um, got to experience my first national competition in 1999, which was largely put together uh, by Than and by Goofball, now the owner of the Loveland Laser Tag Arena. Um, played on lots of tournament teams with Than. Uh, played also with Gangster a couple of times. We even got all three of us together for a tournament in 2012, which was good fun. Mm. Um, I've traveled all over the place. Played a few systems here and there, including a dark light tournament that Than will remember God, from yeah. 2002, where oh, we'd God. both been up for about 36 to 48 hours and decided to play a laser tag tournament anyway, because, you uh -huh. know, we were young and could do that sort of thing at yeah, the time. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that <laughs> was 
20 years ago and I'm not the spring chicken that I used to be. So mm. now, you know, it's still enjoy playing, but we, we get to do things on the podcast side also. So we're not just abusing our bodies constantly. <laughs> well, it sounds like you love to play a tag and you love to talk tag. And so I'd mm. love to hear a little bit about how the resupply podcast came to be. So when and why did you start doing this podcast and what was your purpose? So the original genesis of, of the podcast was to build hype for the 2017 internationals in Sacramento. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm 100% sure it was Steve-O that had the original idea in, in terms of, hey, we should, you know, record things and post them online to build hype for, for this. And and at the time it was me and him doing it and he's and i i don't necessarily remember having to be talking to it all, all that hard because it was like oh no. so we're gonna so we're gonna so we're gonna talk about lasers and put it out for people to listen to and if they listen to it cool and if they don't then we're just you know it's, you're just chatting with one of your best friends for a bit about lasers and okay cool yeah fine sweet um so so we, so in in the beginning and basically through until about the time COVID started, um, it, it was it, it was it, it was an asynchronous podcast. We were recording it and and releasing it, and we were doing a lot of like we'd record like three or four episodes on a given day, and then stagger those re re releases out over the course of a month. Um, and then when COVID ro rolled around and everybody was trying to figure out you know how do we stay sane while in various forms of of, of lockdowns and and everything um steve-o had the idea of hey we should do this show live on twitch and i know i've told the story on on the resupply before but i was firmly convinced this was the dumbest idea ever <laughs> like i i was very much um it, because because at this point um in in, in the history like there, there was a point during the asynchronous where i stopped recording and dk started recording with steve-o and then all three of us were were recording so by the time COVID hit all three of us were were, were doing the async recordings and we got into the COVID stuff and Steve-O has it. It's like, Hey, we should do this live. We should stream this. It'll, it, it, it'll be really fun. And I was like, you're stupid. This is, this is the <laughs> dumbest shit. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna want to watch us live. This is dumb. What are you, what, what are you thinking? But Steve-O was highly persuasive. <laughs> yeah. Steve was highly persuasive. Um, and basically it was like, We'll give it a try come on and he talked me into it <clears throat> talked us into it and um the rest is history at mm -hmm. at 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 this point it's like you know people consistently watch and if they're not watching the live we're you know we get a fair amount of people that watch the um you know watch the vods later um and you know one of those things where i've i've had to say so many times god i was wrong about that and boy steve-o you were 100 percent right um so yeah this so is that's... recorded right i can i can clip that and play it on the loop <laughs> oh. well yeah. there's no accounting for taste you know <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah so that's the that's that's the story in a nutshell we um when we uh, sort of first started talking about doing the the twitch format of the show um prior to that you know things were a little a little more edited you know i could we could be a little bit more um uh, carefree about w- the things that we might say or, or like messing you know something up or whatever you'll fix it in post it's fine um when we switched to the live show and i think that was maybe one of your concerns back then was well you know are we still going to put out something that that isn't terrible because <laughs> you <laughs> know we 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 you know i would spend we'd do the we'd do the recordings and then i mean you know we'd, we'd spend another i don't know few hours editing each one going and by through. we you mean you <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i talk about myself as a we um but but i also wanted to, i had sort of a vision of uh well if we're gonna go to a like a live format I want to put a little bit more effort into kind of branding. And um, we hit up uh, Marco out of, out of Loveland, Colorado, uh, who is sort of, uh, I guess, player slash um, laser, basically laser force artist. He does all their um, emotes. What are they called? Avatars. Avatars. On the suits. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of laser forces artwork. So I hit him up. Um, he also did um, fans, bands, uh, Logos, logos and stuff yeah both of them yeah so we hit him up and i was just like hey look this is the um the vision of what we kind of want and so he put together like logos which you can kind of see slapped all over all the merch that i constantly push out to our listeners um <laughs> <laughs> because if you can't shake your friends down for their money who else can you shake down um <laughs> but we but we yeah i, I wanted it to be uh i wanted us to take it serious it's not like we weren't already taking the podcast serious but i I wanted to make sure that we you know like we we don't talk about a lot of serious stuff on the podcast we have our moments um before the most part we we kind of goofs um to certain degrees but yeah we we still approach it like we care because we do we really care about you know we care about the show we care about the people that listen we care about the content we're putting out you know we we care so it was important to us important to me important to us important Very to us good. yeah well now unlike my podcast it has unfocused right in the title you guys really <laughs> are focused on laser force and um the laser force tag scene so i'd love to know what specifically you try and spotlight hmm DK, you want to take this one? <laughs> uh, well, since we're in the tournament community, a lot of our content is focused on Space Marines 5, which is the predominant team tournament game. But it's not like we haven't discussed other games in the past and, uh, you know, lately have, have sort of tried to branch out and talk about some of the other game formats that are out there, including Laser Ball, which has become really popular uh, with some of the Colorado players, especially their employees, and is really taking mm. off in Europe. So that may be sort of the wave of the future for some of the laser tag tournaments, whether that is a kind of parallel or separate scene or whether they're, those are kind of going to merge together. We're not really sure. But it's good just to be able to talk about those kinds of things. And with Space Marines 5 being such a complex game, we've sort of approached it a few different ways. One of trying to bring in new players and maybe give them some content and ideas that they might not have heard about or 
have talked about, but maybe not engaged with in the same way. Um, some stuff for players who are in the scene, but maybe don't know everything about what's going on. It gives us a format to talk about upcoming tournaments, about things that have worked in the past and things we'd like to do better. And I guess on the advanced side too, we've done some breakdowns of game footage. We've talked about past tournaments. We've we've tried to approach things at a high level and a beginner level. So it, it just kind of varies. And really it will depend from week to week what we actually want to talk about. Very occasionally we might cover some actual laser force content. And sometimes we just kind of, you know, shoot the breeze, so to speak. Yeah. Famously. Uh, yeah. You got them. Yeah. The, the, how, how I like to, to describe it is we do the show for ourselves. And if anybody else happens to listen and, and enjoy it, then great. But mm -hmm. the, but the reality is that, you know, even even if there's you know almost nobody watching live, because you know, I mean that happens. Schedules hit. Sometimes sometimes you've got twenty five to thirty people watching. Sometimes you've got five. You know, that's just mm -hmm. that that's just life. But it doesn't change how we do the show. It's it's at its core. It's three best friends who all love Laser Force. And who all genuinely like each other, mm. just having a good time, you know, talking about something they really love for you know hour hour and a half on a Friday slash Saturday, depending upon you know which time zone <laughs> we're in at any given moment. Since DK and I are both in Pacific time, and Steve is in in, um, in <clears throat> Never Neverland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, well, it I, is I interesting. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's it's it it's been a really great way, actually, to your point, for the three of us to stay really close. So um, you know, Than Than lived out here uh for what, like five years? Four and a half years. Five, six years, four and a half. Um and when when Dan moved back home, obviously, you know, distance makes things a little bit tougher to like to maintain relationships and then you know with dk me me and dk had met like a few times and obviously um played on teams and got to know each other through tournaments but once we started doing the show and the three of us talking on the regular it was you know we further developed our friendships and you know it's been a really good excuse to to kind of stay in touch with each other it's really good well, definitely. Mm -hmm. And just as a listener, what I enjoy about your show is that you can tell that you guys are having fun and you can tell that there is, <laughs> you know, that that relationship with your friendship, but also the passion for the game. And I think that, you know, to to invest the kind of time that goes into putting a podcast together, you really have to uh, have that kind of love for what you're talking about and your subject matter. So I'd love to know what is it about Laser Tag that really just gets you in the heart and made it something you wanted to dedicate that kind of time and effort to the chicks no 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, um i don't know for like you you kind of uh there's, there's a kind of um uh what's the gender neutral term for brotherhood <laughs> community there's like there's the, the community aspect for me anyway is is probably the biggest one um so the the draw uh i i played my first tournament um in 2003 and was immediately hooked on going to international tournaments because 
the, I met so many people. We we actually had a guest on yesterday, uh, Boom Train, uh, from Brisbane, and uh, I had I had actually just been in Brisbane the the week prior, and uh, we were talking about how it's it's now been you know two decades that we've had this friendship, and whilst we only see each other every two, three, four, ten years, um, these relationships that you build, uh, they last. Um, and so I think all of that comes down to a love of this singular hobby or the singular sport or the singular thing that we all participate in um, that that kind of uh, builds bridges, builds connections uh, with each other. So that I think that's the main thing for me. Yeah, I think I talked about this a little bit the last time that you were nice enough to have me on, Tivia, uh, just about, you know, growing up playing different team sports and things like that, um, which I did okay, but was never really great at uh, soccer or baseball or, or things like that. And then we got to laser tag and boom, it was sports for nerds. So what what more could you could you want? Give you give me a chance to get some of that uh athletic energy out but also um sort of talk about things in at a at an intellectual level that i think was a little bit more common with people who were into video games and esports and things like that and provided a nice little bridge and people who came from different backgrounds different walks of life but we all found this cool thing and it evolved over time as steve said to being about this community that was created and starting, you know, with your, your own site, you make lots of individual friends at a local level. And then really, I think it's been since about 2010 that really has been the the growth and the interlocking of the international scene and different sites across the U S we kind of started it in, in 09. Um, but really I think 2010 was kind of when it started to take off and then it, it's only grown from there with ebbs and flows, but Overall, we've created, I think, a really strong community in Laser Force um, that has has just evolved around this game type that, for whatever reason, even though it's been around for for close to thirty years at this point with very few changes, it's it's just like it's it's a, it's a perfect game. I don't know what else to mm. say about it. Space Marines Five is just one of those yeah, forget weird, soccer. <laughs> one of those weird <laughs> confluences of hitting lightning in a bottle and being like, wow, this game is, is super balanced. Mm-hmm. It's super interesting. There's always things to learn. There's new tactics that evolve. So it's, it's just been good fun. Well, laser tag is like actually going to celebrate its 40th anniversary in March. And so when you think about the fact, I mean, this was in, back in the day considered a fad and yet 40 years later, people are still loving it and it's still engaging mm-hmm. people. And, and the scene, you know, is, is finding a new audience. And um, so it it really is pretty amazing, and it, it crosses bridges across international barriers. And it, absolutely, you know, to to think that you've got friends in different countries all over because of this game, well, language astounding. Like, like language barriers as well. We we found a whole uh, well, not we. <laughs> yeah, we, we were. We had we had nothing to do with this. <laughs> let's let's be very we were, clear. We were thrust upon some unsuspecting Europeans. Uh, but yeah, to you, you could be in a place where there is a language barrier, but you both understand the language of laser tag, you know, point and shoot. It's great. Love it. 
Absolutely. It, it kind of has a, a universal, a universality to it in that way. Yeah. Sure. It's the best. <laughs> now on the international note. So the laser force internationals happened not too long ago. And, uh, GND, you were in charge of pulling that together uh, with some other uh, volunteers, correct? Yeah, nobody no. should ever put me in charge of anything. It's a, <laughs> okay. it's a rookie well, mistake. Well, they correct me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, yeah, I was technically in charge. But as a good leader, you, you delegate to everyone else and then take all the credit. That's that's my sweet spot. That's where I live. Um, mostly get DK to do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> And then take the credit for it. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. And no man is an island. I, I was trying to, uh, you know, yeah. say, uh, shout out the volunteers who were a uh, part of this. But so you that took place uh, very recently in Auckland. And um, yeah. there were six teams competing in this internationals event. So I'd love to talk a little about um, just kind of the scene in general. And is that number typical or is that reflective of anything specific this year? Um. So I think... Uh, that number is smaller than what while. it used to, what it has been. Um, back in back when I first started playing, um, that was about the kind of number of teams that would go to internationals, and and by internationals, really for us, it was Australia, New Zealand, uh, because uh, we hadn't quite um managed to amalgamate the us scene into into our competitive scene or vice versa um so back then you know we were getting sort of five or six teams competing in nats um over kind of pre-covid uh the last few tournaments maybe even maybe throughout the 2010s actually um the numbers were sort of more around eight to ten teams per tournament um and uh, especially the the last one that oh sorry Brisbane held uh, internationals in 2018. I think we had ten or eleven teams. You guys probably correct me um, as you often. I think it was, I think it was nine or ten. I can't remember right which. I don't think we've ever had more than ten because um, it definitely gets a little yeah. bit tougher after you cross the ten team threshold to yeah just get in as many games as you need to even a five day span. It's yeah. just not as many as you would otherwise get. So yeah, I I would say I guess that six used to be a good turnout back in the mm. day when the scenes were more isolated. Now it's a little on the small end, but because of I think the caliber of teams that we had, it was a really good tournament because everybody got heaps of games and got a lot of reps against one another and got to learn each other's tendencies pretty well. And actually, so, the skill gap was you know, seemingly a lot shorter than it has been in time uh, in times past because mm -hmm. we've had tournaments where um, whilst we had good good numbers and, you know, good numbers is always good because, you know, that means the scene is looking pretty healthy uh, at a local level. Um, you can often find that maybe the last two to three teams, there's definitely skill gaps between them and kind of the, the top two or three teams. I, I felt that even even sort of looking at team you know top team versus bottom team the the gap wasn't nearly as big which is great um i think the the other reason why it was a lot shorter sorry a lot um less teams turn out was mostly due to covid so we we had um originally supposed to host in 2020 um and obviously the world ended in 2020 um and then by the time 
I think 2021 New Zealand was still very strict border control. So mm-hmm. we, you know, wasn't going to happen in 2021. Uh, 2022, I think stuff started opening up, but there were still restrictions. We like um, could have done it, but it would have been way too short notice. So we're like, let's yeah. just push it a year and, and give everybody the, the chance to say, yes, it's definitely happening next year. Save your yeah. money, buy your tickets, do what you need to do. And you know, that, that four years essentially because we've been talking about it since 2019 in fact i think we had we'd requested back in 2018 but we've sort of got an un, unwritten rule that um recently anyway that if uh, the southern hemisphere hosts a tournament then the next year it'll go to the northern and vice versa uh, just to make things fairer on traveling players um because obviously airfares and stuff get ridiculous um so you know we we were talking about hosting as far back as 2018 and um yeah for it to be pushed out for five years was was rough but i think yeah like you said dk the quality of the tournament was was great loved it absolutely loved it we obviously missing a fan (laughs) no question from watching that it was a good quality tournament and i only ask that from the vantage point of knowing full well that you had had this plan since before the pandemic i know a lot Mm. of teams seem to be going through um something of a regrowth period so Mm. i'm I'm just kind of curious what you find because i recently spoke with Mm. a tournament organizer from another system and i'm going to ask your take on this from the laser force scene so how much of the competitive scene that you play would you say is say player driven versus organized by an arena owner oh man it's 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 basic it's almost entirely player driven it's like 98 um, percent, i would say yeah yeah, yeah like like we're we're we're, we're Shout fortunate. Out yeah we're, <laughs> we are fortunate to have to have some some owners of sites with within the scene and and you know definitely shout out sanch the owner of 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 the Syracuse site being one of the the most supportive owners of of competitive play within the Laser Force um, scene, especially within within the U.S. But by and large, like it's it's um, yeah, it's 99 percent play player driven, and and you know, and basically the kind of the the extent that most owners are are involved with it is you know we'd ask permission to use the site and negotiate, you know, what the, what the cost for, you know, what, what the timing and the cost of the tournament is going to be. And that's kind of the, the, the extent of the, of the involvement in it. Um, it's been the, one of the other kind of challenges that, that we've run into as force. And, and I, I, I would say this is probably a, you know, global tag problem as well is obviously dur- during COVID, you lost sites, you know, some, some sites did not make it through COVID. You know, a lot of other businesses didn't make it through, through COVID. Um, so you, where, so you have these instances where like, oh, well, you know, this group of players doesn't have a site anymore because their site ceased to exist. They mm-hmm. still want to play. That's cool. And, you know, still try to keep them involved, but there are, less less advanced player friendly sites within force currently especially within the states than there were prior to covid and so that is kind of a tricky thing to work through um because if you if you don't have 
at least the basic buy-in from ownership slash management to even allow um, non-standard games to be run, then you can't you can't build anything regardless you know if you're if you're looking at space marines 5 as the primary tournament game or space marines 4 or laser ball or anything if if they're flat out saying oh no we're we're an fec and we don't want to run anything other than a basic individual or or team game that causes its own set of challenges with with trying to grow a competitive scene well, and you're actually reading my mind because one of my questions for you guys was really right on that uh, same topic because it, it can be a little bit challenging. What we are seeing a lot of is um, you're seeing less of the standalone arenas and more of laser tag seems to be moving into that FEC model, uh, which makes it a little bit tougher because uh, sometimes an owner you know, will not want to veer off of the standard path. But that doesn't mean that they don't have people who are falling in love with the game. So what would you suggest to players who want to get involved in the scene and maybe they don't have a site where they can regularly practice the SM5 or any other special formats that might not be accessible to them just because of the nature of um, of the business environment. What do you say to grow the scene out of this environment? That sounds like a long question for, for, for Lucy yeah. or Marcus over, over yeah. in Europe since they're the ones who are <laughs> traveling constantly. So one, be independently wealthy so you can just go to all the tournaments and get your reps that way. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, check we, that one off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we, um, I think one thing you kind of need to make almost a like a business case for for ownership. Um, as as if you want like local play, if you have no other options except for this one site and ownership, like yeah, I don't really don't really want want to have the regulars. Then yeah, maybe maybe it folk like come at it from a business perspective. So. Um, you know, if they have a night where they are not necessarily closed, but quiet, um, put numbers together. Hey, look, you know, we get this many people in at this cost per head at this time frame. then, you know, that's an extra X number of dollars in your pocket each week that you didn't have to do anything for. Um, and as, as a, uh, player, player slash site liaison, uh, that that person can be the you know the, the person who takes care of it, so they don't have to necessarily pay a staff member to to you know promote it. Although that's always really nice when when that happens. Um, that's that's kind of my thought. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's also challenging when whoever is staffing or or running the tag in 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 the facility and again this is this is not force specific I'm, I'm i'm saying this more as a as a general tag issue if the people running the tag don't care about it if they don't really have a passion for it as it were or you know even you know a a desire to go beyond the absolute bare minimum of you know what's there then it's going that then it is going to be challenging to you know try to get anybody hooked you know there there there's a certain amount of um if the, if there's enthusiasm from the staff about the thing 
that can translate to enthusiasm from the people playing for mm. for the thing like i know for me the first time that i played in sacramento in that late february of 97 um part of what made it so you know so so vibrant for me and and hooked me was that everybody who was working there including the owners because the owners were actually on site a lot at, at that point were all were all visibly excited about the game and and so happy to 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 explain the game to you and so happy to try to you know give you t- tips and tricks and say oh hey you know try this oh hey we have this other game mode you know like like all all this is this kind of little hype built building stuff that you know had i gone in and the staff had just been like yeah here's some here's some laser tag you you shoot people and you walk around the arena and you shoot things and here you go i mean would i still have fun yeah but would i have been like oh my god this is so super cool that i need to come back like every weekend from now until they hire me Mm -hmm. um which in that case was like (laughs) was like three months um four months either way the yeah it's it's a it's it's kind of a chicken and egg problem though because you know if nobody if there's nobody excited about it how do you get people excited about it well, enthusiasm definitely is the key. And ideally, you're going to hope that that enthusiasm comes from the staff at the center. Um, but sometimes I've, I've personally seen success come out of just having a really enthusiastic player step up and do exactly what you're saying. So, you know, I, I think that a lot of times our community just really has to kind of raise the level uh, if you want to get that advanced kind of play going and you know, I, I just hope that we see more evolving out of that. And I'd love to know what you mm. guys think is the future. If you could predict, what do you think is the future of competitive laser tag? Mm. So, 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 so I, I think we are starting to see a little bit of this um, within within our scene with laser ball taking off in various locations. Um, and and here's the thing: like over over the years. I have, again, wrongly predicted um, the the demise of our t- tournament scene several times. Um, apparently, that is my thing. I was wrong about I, our pod, you know, g- going live, and I've been wrong about our our scene d- dying m- multiple times. Um, but every time, like, I think that the c- the scene is dying. It's it it comes back to as as much as Space Marines Five is. A fantastic game it does have a high barrier to entry like mm-hmm. you 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 need to have a baseline understanding of the basic game you need to have some skills built up from other games and then you would need to actually be able to you know have time have a decent amount of time with this very advanced game mode and whether or not you know your site is going to let you do that you know, we've we've covered that can be a challenge. Um, the nice thing with laser ball is that the reality is it's a much lower barrier to entry game. You can play it with less people. It flows better in a shorter game. Like mm-hmm. Space Marines Five, we've had numerous conversations 
on on our pod about yeah the game length is is 15 minutes and it's 15 minutes because the way the game flows it needs to be 15 minutes um we've 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 experimented with shorter game times in in the past and it just it's just not the same game it just it, it doesn't it doesn't work as well in a shorter game whereas laser ball you can play it for four v four you can play it in a seven and a half minute game so you do those things and now suddenly you 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 have potentially more people playing in a competitive way because you don't have the high barrier to entry. It's 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 kind of the the one of the, the same reasons I I see zone, especially in in Australia. It's why I see like that their scene being as successful as it is with a number of teams even post COVID. Their tournament game, yes, obviously at at a high level, is gonna it, it's gonna be different than you know standard general public people off 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 the street playing it. But it's essentially the same game. You're just playing it at at a higher level, so you've got a lower barrier of entry to get people involved. Mm. So, all that is a very long winded way of saying, yes, I, I think Space Marines Five will 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 continue to be the the pinnacle of force tournament scenes. But I do see a a really good place for. And I think DK mentioned this earlier in, in the pod for for either a, a a related or even parallel track of laser ball as as, as a tournament scene within laser force i always thought it was going to be Sp- space marines 4 actually w- w- was going to be the the fallback because of the lack of lives c- component the lower barrier to entry you can play it in smaller teams and you can play it in a shorter game and you can play it as a three-team game if you need to there was like a whole bunch of well laser reasons. ball is relatively new though so yeah yeah it might have just been that and and it's not just you then there have definitely been other people who have talked about the our our scene declining or dying whatever you want to say and honestly i've kind of tried to tamp it down among i think players from our generation <laughs> Because there are lots of people that we've played with, you know, probably since before 2010, but like a lot of people who were the core tournament scene in internationals in 2010, some of them don't attend as regularly anymore. Some of them don't play every week. Some of them have actually like retired from laser tag to the extent that that means anything. (laughs) But just because you've seen the people that you've associated with for a long time, moving on and doing other things, it doesn't mean that that the game is dying. Because I look at all the things that people like mischief and the other loveland players i almost called them kids they're not kids anymore though they're 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 adults they're basically the same age that i was in about 2009 when we started picking up the scene and trying to to repel it forward so i think it's just getting handed off to a new generation because you have the loveland players that are building their leagues that have been trying to host more tournaments you have now the cedar city site that's up and and running that is um co-owned by several other people in our space marine scene so there is another generation that is picking up where we left off and although you know some of us are maybe not as involved as we once were or you know our bodies can't take quite as much punishment as they used to in these tournaments there are still people who are interested in it so i i think it is just in a transitional phase to a new generation is picking up where the old one left off and i i think it will continue as long as 
people want to keep playing, which hopefully they will. I think it has to happen as well. Like there's always, whenever you get a changing of the guard, there's, there can be that old school that has a real gatekeeper mentality to, to whatever scene, you know, they, they, the thought process is this is mine. Don't touch yep. it, which is, which can't happen. It's such a stifling thing for growth. It, it has to be, you know, the baton has to be handed and uh, you know, we've got luckily yeah we've got a couple of active sites with young talent coming through that are that are keen to kind of pick that up and run with it which is it's so important that that happens otherwise yeah just things you know get too guarded and when you guard something too heavily it stifles it so um yeah it's really important that that happens and I think it's very possible that Laser Ball might be just the next generation's version of. In that, that'd be awesome. It, you know, it fun. certainly lends itself to uh, to competition in a similar way. But I, I like how you put that barrier to entry is a little bit less because I think it's very relatable to people in terms of it being a parallel to say soccer or basketball, mm-hmm. so things that people are a little yeah. bit more familiar with. So maybe that's where the next generation of taggers come in. Yeah, you know, there's no parallel to. Sp- base means i guess except for war <laughs> which is <laughs> it's the war's not a game <laughs> yeah well and and certainly there's room for for both and for all games i i think that it's you mm. know kind of ironic that uh, the manufacturers work so hard to provide so many different game varieties and then sometimes we we get stuck into the mentality of one or two games are mm. are the thing other than Laser Ball and SM5. I'd love to know, like, what are the most interesting formats in your minds? Mm-hmm. So, my my personal favorite non SM5 games, um, Photon for sure. Because, love that answer. <laughs> well, I am I am pandering a little bit, but it is but it is also true. Um, there's, there, there's something to, to be said for, you know, respect, respecting the roots of, of the game. And the reality is it's, it's such a, it's such a well-balanced game. It, it, it forces arena awareness. It forces you to think strategically about what you're doing. It's a, it, it, it's a great training game. I mean, obviously, it's it a is. great. It, obviously, it's a great tournament game as well. I understand that, and I'm sure that I am going to get some sort of hate mail from somebody for me just calling Photonic a tr- training game. It's probably going to be havoc. Um, <laughs> some 65 year old is going to be very unhappy with what you're saying. Um, but so, but 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 Photon top that list. Of uh, I also am a huge fan of of um, Time Warp. Because b- b- j- just because the the overall mechanics on that game are so interesting, in terms of you know the game is X amount of minutes long, but you have X minus whatever amount of time, and you have to st- somehow make it through the game by actively being a part of the game. Like that's mm. it's it's such a great it's such a great mechanic. Um, and then, last but not least, Highlander. And it's classic. High, Highlander again, originally back in the day in Sacramento. Sacramento originally ran its memberships as a a very premium thing. Like you you bought the membership, it was a premium price, and you got access to the other games besides standard. And so smart. 
It and was $32 back in the day, which I think with inflation is about 250 today. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, the New Zealand dollars. <laughs> Second but, mortgage. <laughs> but, um, but, but that particular game at the time that, you know, in the first, like the first, like definitely the first few months of the Sacramento was open, like that was the premier game. Like that was the game that you bought your membership so that you could play that game. Because that was the individual bragging rights game. I felt sure. like, mm-hmm. like you, that's how you proved that you were like better than somebody else was beating them in Highlander. Yeah. So, so, so those three for me are, are my, my favorite, not non-space five games. I mean, I do actually enjoy pretty much everything in the catalog. Like all, I will voluntarily play everything bar one, game of the laser force <laughs> catalog shout um, out smolly <laughs> yeah wabbit uh, season yeah yeah wabbit yeah. season wabbit season can get can get stuffed i have no idea why they ever thought that game was a good idea but whatever that's i feel like well, i already is- said i already said photon last time i was on so i'll try to give a different answer uh this time around Another game that I think is relatively recent, but I find really fun and I think is very easy to explain to you, the general public as well, is Color Conquest. I think Mm. Color Conquest is one of the best ideas that Laser Force has come up with in the last, I don't remember exactly when it came out. It's probably been close to 10 years at this point, because I know we still had it in Sacramento when we closed, which was you know, a while ago at, at this point. Um, but it's just, it's a fun game because it's dynamic and it's ever changing. And mm-hmm. there are lots of little goals that you can have for the game about not wanting to get converted or trying to build up a streak over a certain amount of time. It teaches you about how to move around, how to use the arena to your advantage, how to play when you have the numbers and when the numbers are against you. So it's, that I think is also a, a fun, like training game to use, uh, for for lack of a better term, like like Dan said, so I think that's a a really good one that's come out mm. recently as well. Yeah, that was I was gonna say Color Conquest like that that has good scalability as well. So you know the public can play it and enjoy it, and people who are highly competitive can play it and actually have, like you said, tangible goals, tangible milestones to kind of achieve in a game. Um, there's nothing quite like you know not. Uh, not being converted in a color conquest it's, it's mm. actually quite a hard thing to do um and it's hard to do in both a public forum because usually there's 30 people you know <laughs> 20 30 people uh and it's hard to do if you're playing against regulars because they all know how to play the game and how you know the to kind of balance their lives and all that sort of stuff so um it's got really good it's got good bones does color conquest um we used to play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons in New Zealand. Um, in fact, that was that was probably our most played game, even over and above Space Marines Five for a long time. Um, it's just I don't know. There's there's something about being able to cast spells using your phaser that just it's so good uh, with such a good use of the technology. Um, and I it would be really cool to see uh, um, Laser Force. Uh, develop the game a little bit to to be better used with the touch screen or you know just the gen 8 equipment but i mean you know there's not really any incentive to do that so um it would be cool but you know maybe if scorpion's got a weekend off (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I'll just put my two cents in that I love the escalation games just because I love to see a big score at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check out my six figures. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And speaking of figures, let's kind of go back to, um, you know, your podcast and I am all about harnessing the power of the laser tag community to make a positive difference. And I know that you guys are as well. And I respect very much that you have used your platform to do a charity stream. And I'd mm. love for you to tell me more about this. And is there anything coming up we should know? Or can you tell me about what you've done in the past? So uh, when was it? 20, I want to say 2021. We've done three, I think. 2021. No, 2020. 2020 yeah we've done if you've done three then yeah 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 so 2020 i saw a post uh on facebook from a local organization called gaming for charity and um it, it was so random because it was like around christmas time or like the week before christmas i saw this post um and i think somebody that we knew had had participated or something and i was like we could we could do something like that. Like why why don't we why don't we try and see if we could raise you know five hundred dollars or something for charity? Like that'd be really cool. So, uh, I think within forty eight hours, I had sort of thrown together a, a rough schedule for that particular event, and we we ended up um, raising just over six thousand New Zealand dollars, which you know is pretty good. <laughs> um for a foundation here in new zealand called koru care which essentially is new zealand's um make-a-wish foundation um so that was that was really cool um and we had like i had such a good time essentially the format of the the event was you have uh you do a marathon stream so it could be you know eight hours could be 12 hours could be 16 i chose 16 hours because i kind of wanted to challenge um challenge myself challenge us to 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 do an extended period of time um when we made the transition to twitch uh there's a couple of other streamers that i know um from outside of the laser tag community um specifically a channel called blue sin s-y-n-n uh and none more gray underscore so both of those guys uh, are friends of mine they play in a band called these four walls very very entertaining guys um particularly blueson blueson's a front man so he's got you know charisma and he's got the voice and all that is um, yeah the riz, as the kids say <laughs> i've never heard that term what are you old men talking about <laughs> you're just um, not with it steve <laughs> i know damn it <laughs> the side of the loop uh so he's got the riz and um it means that he's very, very, very good at like, you know, kind of um, entertaining so. people. Yeah. But we, we ended up, uh, so Gray, Gray has famously got quite a large beard. Uh, and uh, halfway through that, that event, he, he, it's actually his now wife had said, Hey, look, how much do we have to get to in order for you to shave the beard off? And, and he put a figure out there of six grand and we, we hit it, which was great. Um, off the back of that event, then we had so much fun with it. We switched across to this this company here, Tiltify. Um, Tiltify are a little more stream friendly, so they have uh, overlays and and stuff that allow you to to have kind of more interactive stuff going on with um, 
you know, within your stream. So when somebody donates, you know, lights and stuff will go off and the total will update and blah, blah, blah. Um, we, we went through them last year, um, and we used their program to uh, raise funds for a children's hospital here in New Zealand, uh, which was actually, I think the second year we did fundraising for the children's hospital. Yep. Um, the first time uh, I, my, I'd been growing my hair for a couple of years at that point. Um, the, the, the last time I'd cut it uh, was just before my dad passed away in 2019. I got a haircut about a week before he, he passed. And uh, back in his heyday, he had luscious locks. So I thought, oh, well, I'm going to grow my hair out in, in, you know, sort of memory of him. So when we did the podcast, uh, so when we did the charity pod or well, the charity event for the second time, people said, hey, how about you shave your head? And it, it was really tough for me to kind of make that decision to do it. Uh, I was very not keen to shave my head because it mm. meant so much to me. Uh, so the figure I put, I said, well, look, okay, if we get $10,000, if we raise $10,000, I'll shave my head. I don't want to, obviously, but I will. Um, and the the support from like just our little corner of the internet, we, we don't have a massive following, but man the support we got from from the laser tag community um the twitch community as a whole but there was there was, i think a lot of the major contributors came out of our laser tag community um we we raised that year we raised $16,000 for for starship children's hospital and like i mean we were all very emotional about it <laughs> yeah as you uh, as you would be Definitely. um it, it was it was crazy and it, it, it all came off the back when I, I kind of uh i reckon i possibly have like undiagnosed adhd or something because <laughs> like tangent all over the place i have an idea and and you know think oh like why not why not do a thing so um for the charity streams to come out of you know seemingly a random desire to you know, just want to do something. Um, you know, we the channel and our wider community has has raised close to fifty thousand uh, dollars. Oh, maybe a little less, maybe forty thousand dollars. Still, it's <laughs> um, fantastic. Still a lot for a, for a small yeah. channel. I I think that you know you especially, Steve, should be really proud of the work that you've done and, and put into that. And you know, I know I helped host some small events, but really you spearheaded that whole effort. So I'm I'm yeah. just glad that we could be a part of that too. It was great. Um, and you know, we, we haven't, uh, so this year I've had a couple of things happen and, um, it, it sort of, uh, pushed out plans of doing another charity stream, but I am very keen to hold another one early next year. Um, uh, we, we, for, for some reason we keep, I keep holding it kind of this time sort of October, November, and it kind of gets a little tough because Christmas is just around the corner and, you know, people, I, I couldn't believe last year actually, because it was the third time we did it. Uh, and I, we decided to go from 16 hours to 24 hours, which was Dumb. a little bit of a mistake. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. Um, Lesson learned. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would go back to sixteen when we do it again, but um, but yeah, the the generosity that people have 
even though you know Christmas is right around the corner, we'd we'd come out of lockdown. People have started kind of leaving their houses and going on holidays and and able to actually spend their money on doing other things. Still managed to to you know dig deep and um and raise a, a lot of money for an awesome cause. So yeah, it, it's probably the thing I'm most proud of that has come out of this crazy you know adventure <laughs> well that is tremendous and so congratulations to you guys for doing that i think it's really admirable that you're using your platform to make a difference like that wonderful to see well you're doing the same like you know obviously you're you're a inspiration to us as well with your fundraising efforts so uh it's really inspiring to see yeah. um you know people in our community actually wanting to make a difference with their platform. Um, Cause you know, not everyone does that. It's really awesome to see the work that you do as well. So yeah. Well, thank love you it. so much. <laughs> Tag for a cause just celebrated three years also. So that's <laughs> awesome. That Need to go get my medal off my trophy shelf over there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so yeah, you guys are doing some great work and um, I'm going to give you a, a moment to uh, use this platform to kind of talk about, I don't know if we'll call this merch or whatnot, but I'll just ask you, please help connect the dots for me between laser tag and disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That man is the connection. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve is the connection. DK and me are out on this conversation, kind of, sort of. So I okay. know nothing about disc golf, but I've seen these frisbee like things with your logo and i just want to know <laughs> explain this to me please <laughs> yeah well, so again this is another one of those things where i'm just like oh how about we do this um and i <laughs> i don't have a lot of people to rein me in uh the, the boys do their best uh, but <laughs> we try and we, we actually try, encourage it and we try <laughs> but sometimes we fail miserably and yeah i've <laughs> i've become very uh so outside of outside of laser force i've found a passion for playing disc golf which for anyone who doesn't know what that is um it's essentially golf but with a frisbee you throw a frisbee and it, you can't how many times it takes you to throw the frisbee into a basket um and there's actually there's a few people in our in the laser force community that play uh, and i've heard people talk about it and it is what it is but earlier uh last year or the year before i think um, I've got a group of cousins that play and they, they send a message out to all of our cousins. And there's a lot of us because I come from uh, a Maori slash Irish heritage. Um, famously, those two cultures produce a lot of children. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and uh, so we, we had a, a group message come out to our cousins group and they said, Hey, look, um, the only time we ever see each other is at Tangi or just the Māori word for funeral. Um, we only see each other at funerals. Let's do something together uh, that's a little more positive, that's a little like lighter than a funeral. Although a Māori funeral is is something to witness. It's it's oh, it's crazy. It's great. It's a little it's, different. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and so we we started uh, a tournament called the Battle of the Cousins. And uh, we all compete a couple of times a year. We get together, we play disc golf, uh, we have a couple of alcoholic beverages, and then, you know, we see who comes out of it victorious. Um, 
whenever I get into a thing, I generally put all of me into that thing. And so um, disc golf has become that thing for me. And I, I had a thought recently i i was like you know what <laughs> why don't we why don't i like design like a range of of laser force discs we we actually um this year at nationals um i, I kind of organized a, a tournament a, a, a disc golf mini tournament pre laser force tournament and how many people came out to play it was like like 10 12 something like that yeah, like I mean, the, let's the, be honest, like it was jump. a contest for you and discos too, but the rest of us had a good time throwing discs around. <laughs> uh Ducky was there. Ducky, Ducky put in a good shift. Du yeah. Uh, it was like you and you and discos too, then Ducky, then the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but as a result, um, you know, again, I'm I'm a pusher. I'll push everything. So uh we've we've pushed disc golf into the community and, and a large chunk of the, the community have kind of picked it up and started playing on the regular um so i thought oh we'll do it let's do a range of of discs that are uh tailored around the space marines community and so i i designed uh three discs uh a putter a driver and a mid-range um and uh put sort of laser force centric um artwork on it i think we've got the we've got the phaser that's that's the the main driver you can play with the phaser uh, you could play with the double tap, which is the putter, and you could play with the Space Marines, which is, uh, I think, the the long range dr driver. So, um, and the the range was called the Resup Fly Disc Golf Range. So, <laughs> we <laughs> we do these things again because you know why not? Why not do things? Um, Love it. <laughs> but we yeah, I put it I put it out to the community, and and they like a lot of people turned up again you know they they were like yeah we'll get behind it so uh, like we sold out within an hour wow. <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> it was it was pretty great so um i'm expecting those to to come out uh in a week or two and then um they'll be flying around uh that large portion of it and actually heading to the the uh the east coast so yeah you might you might end up seeing a couple flying around <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> yeah very cool. And they look nice on a wall, I would think, too. So. Oh, yeah. It's, well, I think that's why they sold out, because people who bought them were like, well, I'm going to buy a set to throw and then a set to hang on the wall. Um, yeah. Like, for me, most of the time, whenever I produce merch, it's because I want it, but I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> so if I <laughs> if I could get a lot of other people to buy in, usually I get mine for free. So, um, <laughs> you know, peek behind the curtain. <laughs> Very good. Any other creative projects or interesting things going on with the podcast that we should know about or keep on the radar? Uh, I would say DK's sort of uh, taken taken a couple of steps in that direction. So, um, what did we end up naming that series that you were that you were sort of setting up? I think my running joke was going to be I was going to call it something different every episode because I messed it up. I messed it up the first three times that I did it. Um, but basically, just doing some commentary on game footage uh, from this last year's tournament. I I fired off a few of them within a few weeks, but then the the toll of regular work started adding up um, during 
during the term. Um, I'm a I'm a history professor when I'm not playing laser tag, but obviously I'd rather be playing laser tag. Um, but sometimes I have things to do, so I've gotten a little behind on that. But I, that's one thing that I really love doing for the channel is just really getting into the weeds with breaking down game footage and looking for small little areas to improve, since that's a thing we can do now since we have the the footage and the score screens. Mm. Well, plus, it is always nice on 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 those like when you're in the game and you think the game is going one way and it ends up completely different it's nice to be able to do the rewatch and like pinpoint the exact moment that that one random thing happened that spun the game or mm. or or yeah or or even if if you're just you know watching the the tournament game you're not playing in it and whatnot and you know say same sort of thing going back through and and find finding that finding that moment where you know an attack either didn't come off the way that people thought it was going to or something was overly effective and then trying to break down why it was overly effective um it's a fun thing and and mm. i mean i've i've been entertained by listening to the to to the breakdowns um so yeah, hopefully your 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 work lightens up a little more so that you're able to do a few more of them because you know selfishly I I I want some more of that. So yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say I'm a I'm a big fan. I'll listen to DK talk about anything. Uh, I'm a big fan of hearing, especially when you get like uh, like really passionate about the thing that you're talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I love it. I'll listen to you talk for hours about laser tag. It's great. I just turned uh, into like the the Charlie Day meme from from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with like the the <laughs> conspiracy board. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I'd love to to watch you get to that point. That'd be great. <laughs> He's freaking well, this out sounds again. awesome. And yeah. I I'd love to just review again. Like, where can we see what you're doing and the entirety of where can people go to um to watch the resupply podcast. So uh, we do a show uh, every week-ish <laughs> uh, on Twitch. If you go to twitch.tv forward slash the resupply, uh, that's... I imagine they made it up here, right? <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, that's probably the best way to consume our content. Um, one of the, the, the best things when we switched to Twitch uh, was the ability to be able to interact live with people during the show, um, which... I think we all really love because it, it, it adds something when people are able to chime in and give you their take on what you said or call you an idiot or, you know, a mix of both. Um, so yes, although sometimes your undiagnosed ADHD uh, definitely comes out <laughs> if there are too many buttons that get pushed at one time. I've got flashing <laughs> lights when stuff happens and, and sound cues. So yeah, it's just, Oh, it's crazy. Um, and, then, <laughs> and, I've done and, then, my and then every so often, chat just derails us completely and i'm and and i'm sitting there with 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 my head in my hand going okay are we are we gonna just get encouraging the them more yeah are we gonna <laughs> they feed sense? off of your they feed off your booze they do and it's this pretty hilarious times where we've got the i've said something and both of you have double face palmed at the same time it's great <laughs> um so twitch twitch once a week uh i also do um non-laser force uh related content during the week on that channel um because you know we had the channel set up and i thought why not why not utilize it more than just just the podcast so um you'll see my face on there quite a bit uh usually with these two um 
there's also if you can't watch it live we put all the shows up uh in their entirety on our youtube which is uh youtube.com forward slash at the resupply um i think we have a twitter <laughs> a shout out stallion stallion manages our twitter uh we have discord um we've got a merch store as well because again that was another thing of uh let's just make a, a merch store um uh i don't know the link to that <laughs> oh you gotta find me the it's... link for that because you know i love my tags so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> need to buy uh, we're just about... stuff. <laughs> we're just about to uh so um actually lucy who's on your show uh out of the czech republic has done a lot of artwork for the show um and she's just put together a design called couch commander uh, which was a reference to to <laughs> one of our shows recently where it's those people who watch uh, we we over the last few years, Laser Force tournaments has um has streamed the the tournament, the international tournaments, the the East Coast West Coast tournaments, all that stuff. Um, either they stream it or we stream it on the resupply. Uh, and one thing we've noticed is much like you know, couch. What are they Monday? An, ar- an armchair quarterback or? is the analogy quarterback. you're looking for. Yeah. So we uh we we were talking about the the so called couch commander who who sits there and chairs like why are they dropping their nukes or you know guilty like oh yeah <laughs> guilty so that that shirt will be available uh I'll endeavor to put that up this week um but there's you know the international shipping and stuff so I'll send you a link and uh maybe people will buy our things right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. awesome love to see that well. I look forward to hearing lots more podcasts from your channel and I want to thank you guys for being here. And I always like to end things with a little rapid fire tag talk, some quick questions to Mm. you, some quick answers back. And since there are three of you, Mm -hmm. I'd love to give you one question and have you each come up with an answer. And my uh, caveat to this is, okay, three of you can't come up with the same answer. So can they be wildly inappropriate answers? (laughs) Aren't they all? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. You guys ready? Yes. Yes. All right. We kind of went over this a little bit, but let's uh, throw it back. Favorite game format. Fan. Space Marines 5. DK. <laughs> but I, it's, how could I not say? <laughs> I, just, I just hospital passed both, both DK and... And Steve with that. Yep. So I guess I, I have to fall back to Space Marines 4. Mm. Uh, DD. All right. See, that's, that's fast, DK. That's how you do fast. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Break my brain. Break my brain. <laughs> okay. Favorite arena you've played? Sacramento. Brisbane. Auckland. <laughs> <laughs> Again, broke broke DK's brain because both those would have been his answers. <laughs> yeah. I interact with dead people maybe. for a living. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking if I had won in internationals, I might say the arena had happened. <laughs> yeah. Kind of where I ended up default. Yeah, yeah. It's really the best one. Coolest person you've ever met through laser tag. Steve. Steve. No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a tough one. Okay. Oh, that's a tough one. How about how about this? Let's let's modify that question of nope, we cannot mention anybody who's on the show. Okay. Perfect. That's a good rule. 
Steve. <laughs> <laughs> the other Steve. Uh, night Owl. I'm going to go with Night Owl. Good answer. Yeah, he's a he's a player from the now former Oakley Leisure Force in in Australia, and um, yeah, it just is one of the most calming presences in the scene, like most ever. Most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Okay, most of the time. But yeah, just just, just very calm, very you know matter, matter of fact. Super easy to, to to work with 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 organizing stuff and 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 team building and whatnot just and just and just an absolutely lovely human being the best yeah yep I'll say Rusty um since he's been the the best player in Laser Force for quite a long time um I would describe us not even as having a one sided rivalry that implies that I had some kind of chance at some point <laughs> but. He was kind of like the the measuring stick. So as I said on our our tournament recap pod, um, it was really special to be part of a team that could actually compete against him and get a win for once. Mm. He just loves the fact that you just 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 twist the knife a little more, DK. Just twist it uh, in I'm like say, the most flattering way possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's that whole like where you compliment someone, but it's <laughs> like actually an insult. <laughs> yeah, scores ten to one now. <laughs> I'm gonna say Hoodlum. Uh Hoodlum out of another one out of Oakley. I mean it's hard to choose just one and it's no disrespect True. for anyone because I love a lot of people from our scene, but Hoodlum uh, is one of my favorite people on the planet. He's uh ooh, he's he's top like I love being around him, his energy, uh his his charm. Uh yeah, just one of the best. One of the best. Good answers. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, that's that's that 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 is actually a very unfair question because there are so many people that you, that you could legitimately say this person because I think the I think the reality is like by, by and large most of our scene is yeah we we all get along yeah we all we all get along amazingly well it's or at least now we get along amazingly well it wasn't necessarily always the case in the past but now is we we don't have the same testosterone levels as we once did so (laughs) that's fairly accurate (laughs) all the all the all the angst has sort of gone out of the room a little bit yeah I love to hear the answers to that because I've gotten such a wide variety I spoke to somebody not too long ago who named and I forgive me, I'm forgetting the name of the person, but it was like a recording artist. And I thought that, that tangentially, she met in three laser tags. So you never know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. All right. <clears throat> Coolest place you've ever visited because of laser tag? New Zealand. Steve. Oh. <laughs> uh, Australia. Uh, only because I, I can't take fans answer, but uh, all three times I've gone to the Southern Hemisphere, they've been some of the best trips of my life. Just seeing things in a new perspective, literally seeing a whole new set of stars and just adventuring around some of my favorite people. It's, it's been mm. a fantastic time. I'm going to say and... Utah. Huh? Very good. Just because Utah is a majestic nice. state. Uh, yeah, Zion was beautiful, but um, uh, like it's, it's funny actually how this game. This this children's game of laser tag 
has taken like all four of us all around the world you know um it's, it's crazy the, the the friendships with people the places we've seen i i, I think i was saying this uh, i mean i said it a bunch but most most not all most of my major life events have in some way been linked to laser tag um yep. and most of that is like travel um you know that's the reason why we travel Definitely. I, I love that laser tag has provided a reason to travel and to have experiences you wouldn't otherwise. In fact, um, not too long ago, I got to play with fan out uh, on the West Coast. And that was kind of a cool thing that was very unexpected that day. You just yep. never know where you're going to land. <laughs> At least I don't. <laughs> All right. Favorite prize or souvenir? <sighs> Uh, my favorite prize that I've gotten is from our old Space Marines leagues that we used to have in Sacramento. We used to give out things like jerseys, jackets, windbreakers. I actually just very recently, uh, as a way of thinking about that, was over at my folks' place and found a a nice little pullover windbreaker that said uh, "Winter 1998 Space Marines Five Champions," oh, and I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to break this out this has been in the closet for 25 years it's still good i can still wear it <laughs> awesome that's so rad wow i think you know I, I think i think i'm gonna go with um and the you know, it's 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 right i i i think i have to go with kind of a tie between the 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 first place trophies i've got from 04 and 08 um because you know, to 2004, that, that win was with a team with DK and, and, you know, and four other really great friends that was, that was the kind of the culmination of, um, of an inner sight issue for many, many years. <laughs> We and had a so, rumble. It was like the sharks and the jets. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that particular win was just what, what was great from from that aspect. And then 2008 was the win with Auckland in Ballarat, and that was special because you know there 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 was an element of kind of bringing Auckland through from a not good state into a state where they were competitive and all the work that we had done in the lead up to 08 paid off. Mm. Um, and, and so that was just one of those like very clear memory of finishing the, the final game of that tournament and coming out and collapsing. Just like, know that feeling like, yeah, mm. we did a thing. Mm. I'm sorry. These 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 apparently were not quick fire answers. Um, apparently, <laughs> apparently, we are really bad at this. Um, sorry about that. Nobody gives me quick <laughs> answers. I just like calling it rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, you got an answer for me? Yeah, I would say uh, I was gonna say probably that first place 2008 trophy. Um, but seeing as you took two answers, uh, I'm gonna go with this banner. Um, because this banner is, is pretty cool. It, would, yeah. it wouldn't have, have happened without laser tag. Um, we got said that in the post 
uh, by by Tiltify after the last fundraiser, and um, I hang it here pretty prominently to remind, at least remind me, um, of something great that we achieved as a team. So, um, yeah, it's it's probably my favorite artifact, and I'm in a room full. Of, of artifacts artifacts <laughs> really i hadn't noticed yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. we love being around collectors <laughs> oh i've got a real problem it's a good thing the camera's not facing that way because there's a lot of <laughs> there's a there's a tower and a, yeah it's it's not good <laughs> it's funny because i've been to your house now so i know what it looks like <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 it's a tower full of nintendo wii's <laughs> nothing wrong yeah. with that with that well all right and we'll close this out with an easy one favorite snack at the concession stand nestle crunch bar i like the like the the red ropes those licorice things got back in the day oh man i used to just definitely go for those at carnivals and sports games are we talking like specifically Laser Force? Because uh... well, I know not every site has a concession stand, so you can be <laughs> liberal with that question. But sure. Well, I would say I don't know if it counts, but um, the times that I've been, well, went to uh, Sacramento Laser Force. Um, Sean and Ian used to make pizzas on like a conveyor belt, and like nothing special, <laughs> but there was something about those pizzas that was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with pizza. <laughs> pizza Sacramento. Works for me. Great answers, guys. And thank you so much for taking time, especially from all the respective time zones that we're uh, coming at this from. Thank you so much. My guests, uh, Steve-O, a.k.a. GND, DK, and Than, the hosts of the Resupply podcast. I hope lots of people tune in to see what you guys are up to. So thanks so much. Thanks for, thanks having, for us. having us. Appreciate it. Thanks for checking out this episode of Laser Unfocused Tag Talk. Listen for more episodes on the first and third Friday of each month. Want to be a guest on an upcoming episode? Find out more and follow my blog and website at tibiachickloveslasertag.com. Laser Unfocused.